0: our speaker today. She's, I can't say enough things about her, because I'm going to start crying if I do, because she is. When I say she's amazing, she is amazing. She not only is my best friend, she is like a spiritual sister, mother, you name it. I mean, there's, you know, I you're supposed to run to Holy Spirit whenever you have a problem. I usually run to Lori first, and then she hears from Holy Spirit, and then I hear from Holy Spirit, and then it's all good, you know, but... <laughs> But uh, Laurie carries, if you've never spent any time with her, man, just two minutes in her presence and you will be changed because she is that incredible. She carries an authority of love and compassion, and she's got wisdom that is just off the charts. So whatever she has for you guys, I seriously, and, and if you haven't noticed yet, I'm a words girl. Words of affirmation are my love language. Okay. Um, thank you. Thank um, <laughs> you. But whatever she has for you guys, seriously, pay attention and take notes, because it's going to be wonderful. So I give you Laurie Westwood.
1: I don't know what I'm doing now. Okay. I've only
0: been happy with COVID because you haven't traveled and I and I still get to see you. Oh, there you go. There you go.
1: <laughs> I need a. Um, can I just use? Can I use? You, I let the man do the man thing. Come on. Happy letting him do the man thing. Where? Oh, that one. Am I on? Am I good? Is is that? Am I? I'm not, I'm not using this. I don't need this. I'm going over here. Oh my gosh, I'm so mixed up. Oh my gosh,
0: we failed. I'm, right here. I'm <laughs> Am I, come I up here?
1: Should, up. I, go here? Should up. I go here? No, I'm gonna go here. <laughs> right here. There we go. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a guitar. Pick I need to come up it. a little bit more. There you I'll come
2: uh, if you step down, it'll be I
1: don't want to step down. Thank you. <laughs> That's too high. There you go. <laughs> oh. Oh, my gosh. Are we having fun yet? I am. Man, I'm having so much fun. It has been a ride. This year, you know, has really been something else. You know, not... Right? (laughs) I mean, there's been so much happening. There's so many good things, and then there's so many hard things. I mean, for me personally, I walked through the season where I had no voice. And, you know, for me... (sighs) That was really rough, you know. I spent um, I spent a lot of time, you know, writing a book about talking to people that you know and understanding and hearing people that couldn't use their voice, they couldn't verbally speak, and then it was me. I couldn't verbally speak, and it was it's rough. It changes everything, and so I learned to listen. I learned that being silent is the best way to listen. And that was something that I needed to learn. I apologize now, you know, for the times when I didn't listen because I thought I had something to say. You know, and God does give me things to say, but more importantly, he's got things for me to learn. I mean, if you start to feel like you're lost, be quiet and listen. You'll find your way because there are people that have what you need. And then the other thing I walked through, you know, was where I physically, everything I did physically hurt and caused me pain. And if I wasn't in pain, there was the fear of being in pain. Because if I moved this way or did that, you know, and so there was just a season where I just had to be still. <laughs> Another Very hard thing for Laurie (laughs) is to be still, Still, still. right? And so I learned that if I needed God to move, a lot of times it was because I needed to be still. And he does. He moves when we just stop and look and find where he is. He's not stopping. He's still moving. We got to stop being our own spinning plate Right. And jump on his because he's moving. And so I've, I've just been walking through that and um, just in awe, in awe. And there's I, I, I had I had something in mind. and I talked to a few of you guys about what I wanted to do when I got to speak. And then, you know, and I started the ball in motion. I knew exactly what was going to happen. And then um, that moment to come speak turned into somebody else's moment to come speak, which was fine. I was totally okay with that. But then Bob asked me two days ago to speak. <laughs> so, you know, I always say yes, because I know that God's got something for me in getting up here. You know, it's always about what he's going to give you and what, you know, you, when you get up here, You've got to hone in, man. you got to focus. And it something happens to you in that focus where you get something that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. I'm sure the worship team can say the same thing. When you go to pray for somebody, when you have an appointment to go to the hospital to see somebody, whatever it is, you've got to hone in, don't you? All of a sudden, you get something, You're going to get something, and I get chills. Just like, what am I going to get, God? So I started. I started honing in, and I'm like, Lord, what's it going to be? So when I thought I was going to speak before, I I had this thought of putting the chairs. You know, the chairs were going to all be put back. They were going to be facing one another like they did in the old days. They were going to be to so just just. I just want you to picture it with me, okay? So God wanted. It was this of October, this reset, you know, this thing that we were, we are, and we're still doing it. I'm, it's still happening. So just go there with me. And the chairs were, you know, here in the middle, facing, yeah. And then the person speaking is, in, is with y'all down there. And I also had, I, I, everybody was just going to be sitting where they sat. And I had different ones that I wanted to be a part of what I was going to say. And I had only gotten a hold of some of you. And I had talked to Judy about the worship and what I thought that could look like and how we were gonna to try to mix even the instruments into the audience. And just do this this coming together, this you know, when I when I do these sozos on Zoom, I've been hitting Satan, let's just call him. Yeah. I've been hitting him hard because he has had way too much fun with this isolation business. He's had a good time with it. And, you know, I'm not saying it wasn't a good idea, you know, for us to learn how to, you know, fight this virus physically. I'm not saying that. But when it becomes a lifestyle for you, that now we're doing something for a long term that it's, you know, we that we don't know how to get back together. And in the Sozo sessions, that's what it's been. It's been this open door to independence and isolation. And they're just wanting to get it shut. I don't even know how to be with people anymore. I enjoyed it way too much, especially us introverts. Wow, we don't have to see anybody. Yay. You know, but then you forget what community does for you and what lifeline we are. To one another. I don't know about you, but the first day we came back in the building, I could barely contain myself. I felt like I was walking up on the ceiling <laughs> because it was just so exciting the thought of being together again physically. So I just I just want to talk about some things. There were some scriptures that came to mind. And, I'm, and this is uh, disclosure right off the bat. I do not think that if you are a person that needs to wear a mask or that you're a person that needs to isolate, I do not think that that's a bad idea. I believe that we all have within us the Holy Spirit telling us what we need to do. All right. And I trust the Holy Spirit in you and I do not dishonor that in you. And what I want to say also is even whether you're a person that, you know, Holy Spirit or, you know, you're being led to do that or this, we still have some makeups in us physically that we have to pay attention to, you know, how we were made. Okay, Um, just real quick, as we were talking, everybody was talking up here before, I thought of I thought of Adam. Adam was placed on the earth. And what did Jesus, what did God say to him? It's not good that you're alone. It, we are not, we are not a good on our own. When I am on my own, my mind, my vain imagination, anybody, I can go to town on you, on that, on this. I think I got it all figured out. I don't even need to talk to you. I already know why you did that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I see you. I come, I come physically in contact with you. And I'm like, oh, I am so sorry. <laughs> I did you wrong. You know, and, and it all melts away. That's why it's important for me. I just get with people as much as I can. And if you haven't seen me or been with me in a while, I'm going to figure out a way to get to you because I don't want that vain imagination to be my story of who you are because yeah. it's a lie. Yeah, right. It's none true. And it's, it is the enemy That is what independence and isolation, the enemy, that is a door, the door of independence. And I'm not talking, you know, 4th of July independence. I'm all for independence. I'm talking about the independent spirit, which says, I don't need anybody. Mm -hmm. I can get what I need from you in a book or watching you on Facebook or whatever. I can get, no, that's not true. That is not true. I will waste away. So anyway, let me get back on task here. So the scriptures that come to mind are the scriptures with, where Adam, you know, he was alone. And, and God says, it's not good that you're alone. And what did he do? He took out of Adam and made another human, didn't he? We are out of each other. Come on, I mean think about that that's kind of g- weird and cool all at the same time <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And then we you know we talked about the great cloud of witnesses you know it's not just the people that are here it's the people that are well just over here <laughs> Cuz here's the veil So close, you know. So we got that, you know. We got that, uh, you know. That scripture. Um, We got the scripture says, "Don't stop gathering together, as some have been in the practice of doing." You know, we had to do something for a time. Don't that that we cannot live that way. We cannot sustain ourselves that way. Um, In in Hebrews, it talks about it's together with all the saints that were made perfect. All the saints, you know, and I believe that, you know, I, I need you, you need me, that type of thing. Um, and then it also talks about, you know, we'll even go all the way to the children. I, and I can't talk, talk without talking about children. I have three littles in my house now. And man, do they teach you something. Yeah. I am in school every day you know, learning from these three little ones in my house, you know, and and just, they are just amazing. They really are. It says, come as a child. Any man who does not come as a child. You know, so you have to think about that. You have to, what, am I so puffed up? Am I so far out of myself that I can't even see this, you know, what this small child has for me? So the importance of community and connection is the opposite of independence and isolation. Yeah, and so that is what I've been seeing. I've done this past month, I've probably done at least 15 SOZOs and in every one of them, that is what shows up. And it is demonic. It really is. And I'm not scared of it. You know, that doesn't scare me. But it's ha- people are having trouble getting back to what they know to be true, back to what they know feeds them because they have allowed this door to open and stay open in their lives. You know, so I... That's been showing up. It's just been showing up. All right. I said that. I said that. Okay, so here's some facts. Okay, facts is some facts. Um, Some health risk associated with loneliness and isolation. They are comparable to the danger of smoking, to... To the danger of smoking and and uh, obesity, it will increase your mortality rate. It increases the mortality rate, not yours, but the thirty mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. Loneliness is as lethal as smoking fifteen cigarettes a day. Wow. Wow. I thought that was yeah. crazy. It's like I knew that inside. I knew how important it was inside but when you put it to brass tacks. Mm -hmm. Research indicates that internet and social media engagement increases the feeling of loneliness. So, loneliness you know being able to talk to someone even even the act of talking on the phone is a good thing you know like talking to me i i use texting all the time it is a, it's a great tool but after two texts you're going to get my your phone's going to ring that's all i can do that's it now. i need to i need to talk to you because i'm going to start cuz i'm short on the text i'm like k you know <laughs> I may say KK. <laughs> That's Brazil. <laughs> and, you know, but I'm very short on text, but I'm not in person. You know, in person, I'm just, you know, I'm all, I'm all about it. You know, so if you, if you, you want to get to know me, you're not going to get to know me over text. I can't do it. I can't just replace myself with emojis. I just can't. Can't. I still do the dot, dots sideways that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all you're going to get from me. Okay. So, you know, that, that is not going to, you know, texting and all that's not going to take care of. But so the other thing that, that happens is, to us is about touch. You know, touch is majorly important. There's actually a thing, lots of studies out now, they were out way before COVID. And that's the last time I'm going to say COVID. Oh, said it again. <laughs> That's the last And it came out way, way before that. And, you know, the things that happen to you when you, it's called being touched deprived. Because touch will, yeah, touch each other. Touch will tackle loneliness. Even touch, like from a stranger, like just reaching out and, you know, just touching a stranger will take care of a lot of the symptoms of loneliness. You know, so the um, the things that they've come up against. If you uh, if you are experience a lot of aggression, like an uproar of aggression, that will that's showing you're touch deprived. Outburst, touch deprived. Because what happens is is that door to isolation, independence is open, and somebody comes to touch you, and you're like, you know that that enemy, that demon, that presence says, no, that's not safe. This independence and isolation, this is what's safe. And so it will, it will defend itself. And it comes out sometimes as shortness and anger and outbursts. Okay, um, even uh, different health issues will, can be a symptom of being touch-deprived. Uh, Low uh, self-image is a symptom of being touch-deprived. I guess, you know, if I was to figure that out myself, if I'm not touchable, then I must not be okay. I must be hideous. Untouchable. Untouchable. I'm hideous. And so there's, you know, this is what we, this is the lie that we tell ourselves, you know. You guys okay? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So they injected a cold germ into some people in a study at a nursing home, and then uh, those who had had more hugs had a better immune system, a better immune response to fight off the cold, the cold virus. So the very thing that, you know, you need to be able to stay well includes a hug from me. <laughs> so, yep, so I'm, I'll be, you know, handing out prescriptions. <laughs> you just come collect anytime you like. Uh, so this one here, what I'm going to talk about now, again, remember my disclosure. I still think that you know, if, that, if you're gonna, if you need to wear a mask, you should. Okay, <laughs> but I want you to know what could be happening to you. You're not going crazy. Okay. I don't know about you, but when somebody is talking to me that has a mask on, I have a hard time understanding them. Yeah. So when you have a mask on and you're talking, you probably don't feel understood. You probably don't feel heard. And even to the point of, you know, just, okay, when we first started wearing them, I, this, I thought this was a weird phenomenon, and I was wearing mine, you know, where I needed to wear it, uh, that when I had a mask on, I, it kept me from making eye contact with you. It was weird. Why? You know, it's, that's just my mouth. My eyes weren't covered, but for some reason I was, you know, I would not make eye contact. So there was just this strange, again, separation that happened. And it, if you know that, you can wear the mask and make a point to connect still, right? You can, you can push past it, but we need to know what's happening to us and not just call it coincidence. It's, no, it, there is an effect. And so if you're wearing a mask, which we do have to wear them out, then make an extra point to connect some other way. You know, <laughs> you know wow, I really like your blouse. Really try hard to make eye contact. Go the extra mile to do it because people are starving to be seen, starving to be connected with. What happens when somebody smiles to you? What, there's, there's actual stuff, hold on. <laughs> I just had so much fun looking this stuff up because you know it, you know it, right? But it's like somebody actually took the time to study it. Number one, smiling makes you so attractive, Right. Look at you're beautiful. Right, Claire. (laughs) Smiling. Okay. Smiling relieves stress. So there, and there's something that happens when you smile at me. It releases something in me that actually it's a it's it's a chemical, one of the good ones. Somebody has all that information. Serotonin. There you go. Smiling elev- elevates our mood. So if you're feeling down and you... you I do this to myself all the time. I, I feel stressed or I feel tied up, wound up, and I'll just go, ha, ha, ha. are so fearfully and wonderfully made. And if you don't have a smile, I'm allowed to give you one. Yeah. I mean, they're transferable. And then you get one back with interest. It's just, it's, it's amazing. And that's number four. It's contagious. It really, really is. And then it boosts your immune system, Lowers your blood pressure. And it makes you feel good. Oh, here's one. Makes you feel younger. <laughs> I'm going to change the wording on this one. It's, this one says it makes you seem successful. It makes you realize you are successful. When you smile, when you allow yourself to smile, you're saying, I'm okay. This is all right. I'm going to be okay. Laurie, you're going to be all right. The little girl in the mirror, I love my hair. I love my, you know, he just, he's like, I just love that, you know, and you allow yourself to be, and you remind yourself that you are successful. In this world, you got up out of bed, got, you know, you're successful. You made a, you showed up. You showed up. Come on. And it helps you to stay positive. So, yeah, I just, I just love that. And so when, when somebody's wearing a mask, I think that's, I, I'm totally with that. I was with, um, we were at a funeral uh, yesterday, yesterday, yeah, and, um, there was one of the, my dear, dear friends I haven't seen in years. And we were separated by, like, she was as far away as the back door there. And I said, Wendy. And she said, yeah. And she had a mask. I said, take it off just for a second. I just need to see your face. And so she did. She took it off. I'm like, oh, oh. you know, I just, I didn't do that physically because that would have been weird. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just thinking, of myself. okay, okay, I receive, I receive. And she just smiled at me. And there was the connection. And we were that far away. Yeah, you know, Zoom is is not as good, but when I can see your face, mm-hmm. it, it makes a big difference. I can mm-hmm. see your smile. It changes everything. Uh, you guys okay? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm not as good as I used to be, but I am a rule follower. I like to know the rules. (laughs) Now I leave that perfection job to Hannah. She's a perfect rule follower, like I used to be. But anyway, my point is, is that you know, I like to know the rules. I like to know the reason behind them. I like to follow. I like, I like to be in compliance. You know, I, I, I don't like to be this prickly thing that has to be uh, made room so I can come into the building. I want, you know, I want to be right and be comfortable with people. But when that becomes my God, and when I say my God, I mean like Father God is supposed to be my protector right? He's my protection. And so I can do all the rules, which I should, and not have connection with Father God. And still things fall through the cracks. And I can even be with him and still get sick but I know that He's with me, and He's still going to protect me in that. So, in that protect, my protection being in Him, I don't want to forget. You know, the the commandments came, and they took that and focused on that, and they lost their connection with God. So, the commandments weren't bad. It's just they chose it instead. So, we have to. We had the. It's it's God that's going to you know. He, he's he's great with the rules, honestly, and tells me ways I can follow and do the right thing and really get success. Sometimes I go into places and he tells me to go way overboard on what I should do because of whatever I'm walking into. And then sometimes he's like, no, you're good here. They need to see your face. I'm like, okay. You know, so I'm following his lead, knowing the rules are in place. So my point is, is connection instead of independence. Relationship instead of isolation. Okay. The enemy wants us to think we can't have them both. Like I can't be safe and be connected. That I have to choose to keep myself isolated and independent to be safe. When I can take all the guidelines and all the information and bring it over here to God, and then I can have both. I can have Him. And He's the one that's going to help me navigate because I can't do it without all of you. I can't do it without the kids. I can't do it without my friends in Brazil. I can't do it without you guys. I can't do it without my husband. I can't do it without my grandchildren. I can't do it with that that dear sweet man that was sitting outside, you know, the annex the other day. You know, and he's just sitting out there and I said, "How are you doing?" He said, "I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to be okay. I'm trying to be okay." And I'm like, "Oh, what happened? He says, I had a stroke and when I had a stroke, I lost everything. And all my friends and family, they've turned their backs on me. And now I have nothing. I have no place to live. I have nothing. He said, but most of all, I'm all alone. And I'm like oh. And I start walking to my car and I I don't know what to do. That's a big laundry list. That's a really big list. And I'm walking back to my car, and I said, Lord, you've got to tell me. You've got to tell me how to connect. What can I do? Who am I? What can I do? He said, you can pray for him, and you can give him that 50 bucks you have in your wallet. And I was like, that's right. I hardly ever have cash. Hardly ever have cash. And I had this $50, so I took it over to him. I said, does this help? Will this help? And he just broke in front of me. And I said, can I pray for you? And as I started to pray for him, you know, and as I'm praying, scriptures are coming out of me, and he's reciting the scriptures along with me. He he says, I've I've been to church all my life. You're the first person after my stroke that has tried to connect with me at all. And I said, well, you know, he has never left. He says, never has he left me or forsaken me. (laughs) I'm like, yes, you know. He says, I know. Thank you for reminding me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I, and but So I, I'm changed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I am forever changed yeah. because of that encounter, yeah. right? Yeah. And so it's these things. I needed him yeah. there to release something in me, right? My dad, my dad. You know, and my kids were growing up and there's people in my life and I'm like, I'm just done. I'm just done with them. And he says, unfortunately, honey, you can't be. That's not one of the options. You can say you're done, but they're still in your, your sphere of influence. They're still in your world. You, and you're going to need something from them one day. And he was real big on not burning any bridges with anyone. He says, you're going to need to get back there. You're going to need that bridge to get back there. And he is, I I have learned that to be so true, so true. And I'm just so blessed to know that and to have all the bridges in place that I can get back if I need to. And they can get to me. They can get to me. Even, Even Dustin, you know, that's far away from us now physically, He's still very well connected to us. You know, and we're constantly sending him our love, constantly, you know, putting our heart out to him. We have not spoken with him yet. But our spirits have. Yeah, and I've received word back. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? You know, I I tell Holy Spirit, go tell him this. You know, how'd that make him feel? Oh, he's feeling really good right about now. I'm like, oh, you know, those aren't the pictures you draw in your mind. The pictures you draw in your mind is, (laughs) oh, I don't even want to go there. But let's ask Holy Spirit what's really happening. What's really going on in there? And when I get word back, I'm like, oh, I like that. I'm going to dwell on that because that's the truth. He's not telling me lies. He's not making up stories. It's true. And so, you know, and even that, you know, connection, because it's, it's in another place, is teaching me. I'm in school, learning how to send messages, learning how to receive back messages in the spirit. Because there's no separation in the spirit. Right. Who was that, Paul? Somebody said that in the scripture. You know, and I have it here. It's one of those. I have three of them. I don't know what they are. So, um, (laughs) It's all in here, guys. (laughs) But I did look it up. (laughs) Uh, He said, I'm with you in spirit. He was talking to Timothy. I don't know. Somebody. He was talking to somebody. He said, we are with you in spirit. And that's true. And I so I take that to the letter. I take that and say, okay, then I am with Dustin in spirit. He is with me in spirit. There's no separation. There's nothing that can keep us apart. So, you know, I'm just so blessed by that, and I'm blessed by you. I'm blessed by you. Um, oh. So... There was one last thing, and I, and I don't know if I did this the other day, but I, I felt like I needed to do it again, because we're talking about this door, and it's been showing up in every session you know, that I've been doing, is this door of independence and isolation. You know isolation looks like, um, it looks like the right thing to do, but it's really independence. I mean, if I can choose to not be physically with you, but if I isolate myself from you, at the same time, then I've kind of cut you off, right? I said, I'm done with you. I don't, you know, so I've said, I, I've said no to you right now. I just don't have time for that. Or I just, that's not safe. You're not safe. And so these two things are, are the same. Now, the type of isolation that they're talking about for the thing, do I want to say the word, um, is there's good in that, because, you know, physically there's, uh, there's something out there that's trying to get to us. But we don't want to take that to a place of independence. That is the opposite of community and connection. We are a Sozo church. We are a connection church. You know, if you come in contact with anybody from this house, you will know about connection. We are going to point you to God, right? We're going to connect you some way. Okay, And so don't let you know, that become an open door. And if it has, I just thought we'd walk through that. Is that okay? Can we walk through that? Yeah. All right. So just close your eyes. And you're going to repeat after me. And just say, um, independence? independence, I see you. And I break break. my connection to you. you. I give back
2: back
1: the things that you gave me. 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 All the benefits. benefits. Promotions. Promotions. Self-elevation. Vain imaginations. The need, right. the need to be right the feeling of being right, of being right. <laughs> i give that all back, I, all back. I, owe I owe you nothing and i take back the things, I back the things that, I gave, that I gave up in exchange i take back my innocence My awe, in humanity. my awe in humanity. My ability to connect. my ability to receive. My ability to be humble. ability to see and to be seen to hear hear. and to be heard and to to rest and And be still still. I I forgive any and all Things and, Things and people that cause this door to be open. I do not need to hold them anymore. Just take a deep breath and release that. <sighs> Holding them is not what gives me justice. justice. Letting them go is. is. Hmm. Jesus? Jesus. Can Can we close this door? So closing this door, I just want you to know, is going to be deliverance. So we've, we've experienced and witnessed deliverance in a lot of the sessions that we've been doing. And when we close the door, <laughs> the demons shut up. They're not allowed to talk to you anymore. They have to go. So are you ready? Well, on the count of three, we're all going to clap. And that's going to be that door closing. One, two, three... Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Right? And I choose, I choose to, turn to turn around and leave that behind me. Jesus, what do you want me to see? What is in front of me now? Does anybody want to call out what they see? Flower blooming. Flower blooming. Life, and options. Options. Life and options. And what was that, Janet? Clear sailing. Clear sailing. I like that. <laughs> like that. Mm. Wow. Anybody else? The door you should have
0: been walking through. <laughs>
1: ah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah hmm. I see all of you. and more. The ones that have been here before, the ones that will be here tomorrow, you know next time. right? The ones that can't come back, won't come back. They're still here. The ones that are coming. River, she was coming, and River's here, (laughs) and that's okay, but it's, it's just proof, you know, she, we had her before she was here, yes, thank you, Lord, oh yeah, Lord, we just thank you, we just thank you for community, we thank you for this community, we thank you for a large, large family that spans across the globe. I thank you that your trusses are really big <laughs> because the house is really big. <laughs> thank you, Lord, that the table is set for us to enjoy. Mm-hmm-hmm. Hallelujah. Lord, we just choose to sit down at your table and receive what you have from us, from each other. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's all your own
2: <laughs> I can just listen to her all day long all the time she anytime any anytime I listen to Laurie I I'm changed um, that that I just feel so much richer this morning now than I did when I walked in and and walking in to this place I was pretty rich this morning so so um, I just feel Holy Spirit just moving just to kind of add to what Laurie just did in this whole thing about isolation and separation that we've been experiencing and stuff I just feel for me um, I'm feeling the urge to repent because I've been, what I've been doing and what I've been seeing this morning, that Holy Spirit's been doing with me, is that I've been looking at other people as different from me because of their beliefs and the actions and the things that they're that they're choosing to do. All that stuff is their choice and it doesn't affect me if I don't let it. So, so if if so, Father, as I just stand here and represent this house and say that. That we as the house, that if, if any of us have been seeing other people like I've been seeing them, then we as a house, we repent and we turn from that and we turn back to wholeness and oneness with those of us in this house and those of us that are outside of this house that, 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 that are holding themselves as separate. So God, we just call them home. We call them in. The folks who feel like they've been alienated and, and cast out. That is not the how the, the heart of this house. And, and we call them home. That you are welcome here, however you choose to be when you walk through the door. Open arms. Absolutely.